Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. Hello everyone and welcome to a thrilling, exciting a special edition. <laughs> you see, you works. threw yourself there, Ted, because we started the show normally for once. Yeah, and it didn't sit I well. <laughs> I just couldn't think of the worms. <laughs> um, hello, everyone. Aidan and I are back. It's now the beginning of September, believe it or not. How are you, sir? Oh, time flies and what's that about fruit flies and bats or something? But yeah, time flies and I can't believe it's September. I mean, it was Christmas about five minutes ago. Exactly. Absolute disgrace. 192, this show number is, and um, whateverworks.works is our website, and the MeWe group is where we scoop up all the interesting stuff that you share with us and we share with you. AidenBell.com is where you'll find Aiden, and TedSalmon.com is where you'll find me. And I like to start by complaining about the bloody weather again. <laughs> no, really, Ted? You haven't done that before. <laughs> I put my, I, last week I put my air conditioner away and I knew, I knew. You, know, you need it's, it. It, yeah. it, sounds, it sounds like it's a bit religious, doesn't it? But it, it's, it really isn't. I just knew if I put it away, the bloody sun would come out again. And sure enough, we've got a mini heat wave coming in the next week. And I'm sitting here sweating already. I'm going to have to get the air conditioner out again. For goodness sake. We can we just have to pretend we're living in Florida and we get all four seasons in a day, don't we? Is it? No, that's not Florida, no. but you know what I mean. It's just gone it's gone all California. Yeah, it's it's just gone bonkers, hasn't it? I mean, contrast, it's eight, it's 19 degrees where I am. So, yeah. You know, yeah. pleasant verging on a little bit cold. As we say, um have said many times, the up here in in a tin can that I live in, as soon as the sun's out, you just roast, and as soon as the sun is not out, you freeze. That's that's living in a, a static home for you. Um, whereas you, I know you've got a kind of not bricks and mortar, but at least it's a bit more substantial than mine. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. We've got wood. We're the next stage up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The three little pigs. <laughs> we'll, we'll get the brick house soon. Yeah. Be, that's Mr. Litchfield. I mean. <laughs> I can feel a new podcast coming on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I noticed during the fortnight that we've been away that you were looking for a, a spud peeler, getting all healthy. Yeah, that came on the back of this um, wanting to take more care of my health and look after myself better and eat better. And to that end, I thought I'm eating far too much processed food. I'll try to cook more food myself, even though I have never learned to cook. And I'm not a cook. I'm a ding ding man, as they say. Um I, I, I started peeling and potatoes and boiling potatoes and mashing potatoes and doing sensible things with potatoes like sensible people do instead of just buying the stuff ready made. Um, and we haven't got a very nice potato peeler. And of course, being Aidan Bell, I thought there's got to be a gadget for this. There's got to be something where you can throw potatoes in one end and get mashed potato out of the other. Yeah. Uh, sadly, there isn't. There's some helpful people on me. We uh, suggested a couple of things, one of which looks very sort of Heath Robinson, where you sort of stand the potato 
potato in between two pins and it spins around and as it spins around a blade oh, runs along yeah, it and, yeah. and I think A, it almost certainly won't work. B, if it does work, it won't work for long. <laughs> and C, even if it works for long, it seems terribly wasteful because it probably peels through half the potato just to get the skin off. So that one went out the window straight away. And the only other option was one that you mentioned, that this industrial machine yeah. that, that's a sort of like a tub. It's a bit like a sort of salad toss of potatoes, isn't it? They spin round rapidly inside this drum and become peeled. And I'm quite prepared to believe that that's an efficient way of doing it. But really, you have to be running a hospital or a school or an old people's home to warrant having one, don't you? They're, they're not cheap. The one we used to have in our care home was incredibly efficient. Um, inside the drum, there's um, th this kind of j almost like sandpaper, glass um, glass paper. Yeah. And, and it just turns around and, and the inevitable happens. that They, they get scraped to buggery. Yes. And, um, and, and voila, peeled potatoes. But yeah, the... the um, we we spotted one on Amazon between us, which That's was right. um, cheaper and it would look like a domestic version. But who knows how good it is? I've no idea. No, and I I did watch a YouTube video with somebody doing it, and it just looked like a horrible mess. And I just thought, no, this is ridiculous. I'll just buy a potato peeler. And so that's on yeah. my shopping list. And I've tried. I've looked in a couple of places. You know, I'm waiting now till I can find a nice snobby Aidan Bell potato peeler. <laughs> you tart. <laughs> how about you? Anything going on in your life? Um, the Sage Barista Express coffee machine started shouting at me. Um, a light came up and said, "Clean me!" I think we might have mentioned <laughs> that on our show. But the, but the I, I did go off and do that. I had a look at um, the book that came with it, which is very good actually. The book, unlike the books that come with the typical Tassimo machines, which is all diagrams and no words because it's all been done in China. Um, this was actually written in English, very very clear instructions. Um, diagrams and words and it led me through it the, the procedure was complex I do grant but um, you know they, they led you by the hand step by step and it was really good it's nice to see a manual like that for a change oh I love that I'm so I, old school I absolutely applaud that and I also you know obviously that machine was mine and I've been through that cleaning process myself and I now do something mm. similar with my fancy new machine I actually find there's some satisfaction though in the cleaning I kind of I get off on the idea of you know running the grounds through and the tablets and the water and the pressure and all the things you have to do to me it was kind of fun did you not find it that yeah yeah it was it was interesting to do I suppose in time you get if, I mean if you were working in a cafe you'd probably get fed up with being given yes. that job to do but on the <laughs> other hand if you're working in a cafe you could probably do it with your eyes closed you know there is that yeah that's true yeah yeah so anyway the, the filters the, the one that go in the tub in the back um three for 17 quid I'll put a link in the show notes to those the descaling tablets um six for five four pound fifty eight although actually they're the wrong ones if you buy them from sage you get the exact right size with the the ones that I had I had to break them into quarters it was too much um, but that's all right it, it still worked um and if you want to buy stuff from sage you get this accessories and replacements page which again i'll link to in the show notes just in case anyone has got a sage machine there's that they do their support clearly is very good one last thing i would say about the sage machine is that i one thing i really wish it had and don't tell me your posh new one's got it is a light to come on when the water in the tank is low I, I, I think three times now because I just haven't kept an eye on the Oh, yes, whatever. it starts going... <laughs> Yeah, yes. and it runs out. Yes. And you think, oh, no, not yeah. again. But if it had a simple red light on the front, 
that came on when it was low. It would be that would it be it perfect. Well, the good news for you is I suffered too. I had that two or three times running it too low. The bad news is my new machine has a see-through front on the tank, which is illuminated at the back, so you can actually see how much water's in the tank, and right. it has a little LCD screen that says change the water. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, yeah, sorry, well, I have it. Got, I've yeah, got all the bells yeah. and whistles here. Well, it's, it's better. I mean, the more we can find to justify the 1800 quid, the better, <laughs> yes. I think. <laughs> yes, all I need is the two arms to come out and massage my shoulders while I'm filling it with water. Indeed. I've got a couple now. of quickies for you. Um, the uh, This is um, WSC, the smartwatch... <laughs> chat um you remember mm. that we talked about smartwatches we were both borrowing one i don't know if are yeah. you still wearing the one you you borrowed i am i've still got it on my wrist this is good as have i the withings my friend has gone delightfully quiet of late and hasn't asked for it back yet um and i the one thing that i forgot to mention when we last when i spoke about it and and, and go told you the, the main selling points of it i think because it didn't interest me much at the time was the battery life because my previous watch had an actual literal battery that you replace and throw away kind of battery uh, that lasted about a year and previous smartwatches i've had i charge every night overnight so i've never been bothered with the battery time but because this is a sort of sports orientated watch and really needs to stay on the wrist 24-7, charging suddenly becomes an issue for me. But I'm delighted to report that this thing has a proposed battery life of a month between charges. Um, and it even says that in an emergency situation, it can do a further 20 days showing time only. So that's 50 days on one charge at a push. Mm -hmm. um, Right now, I've it's saying 12% to me, and I've had it on since the 8th of the month. So that's about three and a half weeks, and I haven't charged it yet. So jolly good reason, show. And the reason is because, unlike mine, it hasn't got a, a blazingly bright OLED panel on the front, which, you know, whenever it's on, it's just eating up battery. Yes, there is that. And, of course, again, a little bit like yourself, I'm not making full use of all the bells and whistles that yeah, it could offer yeah. me, and therefore I'm not draining the battery as much as other, other users might. But I'm, yes. I'm very, very happy with that. Very happy. Good. Well the done. Other quickie for you. Do you remember that Lavelier mic that I bought, a clip-on mic, to put outside in the bird feeder? And I said I'd report oh, back yeah. on it. Well, the report back is, yes, it is still working. But about a week ago, it developed a very loud hum, a really absolutely over-intrusive hum, sometimes extortionately loud, sometimes minimal. And if I sort of smack it one and swing it around and move it further <laughs> or closer to the metal cage, um, which has a sort of Faraday effect, um, it gets better or worse. But... In the main, it's pretty well buggered. It does work. It, with The mic part works fine, but it has got this rather nasty, very audible hum going on now. But it lasted five weeks, and it cost me four ninety nine. So it's been about a pound a week, and I've had some lovely <laughs> weeks of fun with it. So it's cheaper than coffee, and I'm, I'm very happy to have had that experiment. Okay, so the moral is, don't leave your Lavalier mics outside in the rain. <laughs> well, you could, I, I suppose you could have put a plastic, um, a bit of plastic around it if you knew that was going to happen. Do you know what? Retrospect is a wonderful thing, isn't it, Ted? Yeah, what yeah, a splendid yeah. but idea. You, but, if you, but if you chose to buy another one and have another go, you could, you could kind of get some sellotape and do a heat. <laughs> Duh! A heat yeah, put it in a plastic bag. Oh, God, move on while I go and stand in the corner with my head bowed in shame. You could do a Heath Robinson on it, is what I was going to say. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let's get to the feedback from our lovely users. Gareth Williams' last show promised us a feedback on his camping trip. Yes. And boy, has he done so. He was He's reviewing the EcoFlow River 2 Max, which is a portable power station and costs four, 549 Oh, my so goodness. So it should be bloody good, shouldn't it? Um, 
The initial indications, he says, were very positive. A, a well-designed and quality item with two UK plug outlets, three USB and one USB-C port, as well as a 12-volt outlet uh, for the car. Charging is extremely fast, 0 to 100 in under an hour from the mains. I also tested this charging from the car, and all the although the manufacturer says four hours, it was actually between two and three, so he was very impressed. On the real-world camping trip, where it was used to run a toasty maker, um, a car vacuum, air pump, three cameras, five phones, laptop, next dot, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. It, um, it required only one full recharge on a day trip in the car. The accompanying app is very slick, um, as is the unit itself. The unit's physical controls are clear and well laid out. Everything you need to use is in, included in the box, including some additional um, uh, solar panels. Oh, no, sorry. He would recommend buying some extra solar, pa solar panels. Uh -huh. um, but he doesn't quite say why. Okay, fair enough. Um, the reason why this unit is so lauded are evidence, he says. The ultimate test, in my opinion, would be that of hindsight. When I buy this item with the benefit... Sorry, would I buy the, this item with the benefit of the same? Yes, indeed, I would. One further note, as, of course, nothing is perfect. It failed to power my Nespresso coffee machine. <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't really expecting it to. So, yeah, the EcoFlow River 2 Max at 549 quid. Sounds like, for, for Gareth, anyway, it was worth it. Do you know what? On a side note, that means our coffee machines are probably drawing a heck of a lot of power. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a worry, isn't it? <laughs> All those boilers. That's great, Gareth. Um, yeah, I, do you know, again, it's one... I, I look Looking at it as well, aesthetically, it looks so lovely. I just wouldn't have a need for one. What a shame. As you know, I've got one here that Steve bought for me for Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I have to... I've, I've admitted to him as well that I just very rarely use it. I don't have the need for it. But it's a, it's a great bit of tech and it's great fun to play with. Put it on the mantelpiece. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some more Gareth Williams camping. Carry on camping. <laughs> Carry on camping. Oh, matron. He brings us the... How do you pronounce this? The Kuicha Base... Apernat's six-man tent. Basically, mm -hmm. it's a six-man tent. And Gareth says, while continuing to develop our camping setup for this latest trip, this is a major camping trip, we decided to add an additional tent, to add an additional tent to use as a kitchen diner in the event of inclement weather. This is arguably mo the most value derived from almost any of my camping purchases at a very affordable £129. Oh, well, that's relative, Gareth, what's very affordable yeah. or not. Well appointed with main entrance, secondary access on the opposite side, as well as two additional windows, all with secondary fly mesh and a sewn-in base, and the appropriate mm. features for electric hookup and the obligatory camping lantern hanging point. Whoa! Set up and take down are easy by virtue of two poles and the standard external fitting points recommended for more space a second tent whoa a second and interestingly you can buy five of these for the price of the the power unit <laughs> the power station no not five four yeah but the sad thing is ted i don't think five tents would be any more use to us than one of those power packs would but he's when he when he goes camping he obviously sets up a, a little community doesn't he Got, he'll end up with about 10 tents in a, in a circle. It's fabulous. Do you know what? I was thinking, I don't think I've even set foot in a tent since I was a teenager. I wonder if right. I've missed out a lot and I should, you know, at this later stage in life, I should start camping. 
Yeah, we did that a few years ago, and I remember a long time ago bringing the this tent we bought um, to whatever works actually, and it was really good. It's a lovely tent, um, but um, no, I was, it's the last thing on my mind. Although most some people might say I'm camping all the time. Well, I was going to say the same actually. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, <clears throat> I think I'm too much of a snob for camping, and then I know the no. answer to that is, oh well, you can try this new glamping thing. But then what's the point in glamping? You might as well get in a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 absolutely. But uh, yeah, it has been good fun. And if you've got a small family or whatever, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think I think Gareth has got kids. So, you know, that's going to be a lot of fun for his family. And, and they do get out and about. He's the, he's the one that goes, um, what's it swimming, doesn't he? Um, uh, what's it called? What's something it? swimming he does. What, natural free swimming. Natural swimming, free yeah. swimming, something like that. Anyway, he, he the, the, the whole family obviously get out and about a lot. So yeah. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely commended. I mean, I'm on this health and fitness thing. Maybe I should take a leaf out of this book and go off on a walking trip with some camping involved and that might just do me some good. Yeah, absolutely. I think you should because you're such a lazy git. <laughs> Shut up. Listen, Daniel Bemis is next. He's brought us a Lamical phone stand. Daniel says, this phone stand, <clears throat> excuse me, Aidan says, I've got frogs in the throat again. Daniel says, this phone stand does its job and nothing more. It has a hole to thread your cable through on the bottom and it's made of metal with a little weight to it. If you want an affordable stand with no extras, then this cheapest chips phone stand is for you. I've had it fall a couple of times in the two weeks that I've owned it. It's not super stable or heavy, but it will work fine if you don't need to take it off the stand a lot or check messages and notifications. So basically saying if all it has to do is stand on the stand, it does its job perfectly. I found if I use it as an overnight stand, it works fine, which is what I need. £9.99. So just creeping into cheapest chips there by a penny. Very nice. It sounds like a very similar one to the one that Chris Kelly um, sent our way. And I also went and bought, which sits by my bed and does um, a good job when I don't have a Qi charging phone, which is not very often, actually. But, um, yeah, nine ninety nine is a good price. Thank you, Daniel. Nice shout. Indeed. Right, Ian Watson is next. on the right, Now, this is on the back of Ian Barton. No, not Ian Barton. Simon Bates posting a post about the Ryobi OnePlus power tool outfit. Oh, and yes, Ian, that's right, yes. Yeah. Ian Watson said that he has got the Ryobi OnePlus mower and strimmer. Um, so following on, following on from that post, he decided to get himself a battery-powered strimmer, which also converts to a lawnmower. I wanted to replace our corded lawnmower, which was too big for the garden. I got the strimmer mower from CBS Power Tools for 115 quid. I purchased it as an open-box return, but they currently have new ones at the same price. Ryobi sell them for £125. The four amp hour battery and charger costs 80 quid direct from ryobi this is very interesting i'm looking at the picture i didn't know such a thing existed oh, right. a strimmer mower that's very clever ian goes on to say that to use it you have to go slowly forwards and backwards to cut the grass it's got three height adjustments and a foot pedal to unclip the base and use it as a strimmer I see, that's how you convert it from one to other. The bottom end swivels 180 degrees so that it can also be used as an edging tool, three in one, with the strimmer cord mm. in a vertical position. Is there no end to this? <laughs> <laughs> he says that the positive points are that there's no cables, um, so it doesn't scalp our bumpy lawn like the old mower. 
Um, I use it more frequently as it's fast and easy to use. The grass seems to be in better condition due to regular cutting. No metal blade hitting stones or obstacles in our garden oh, when yes. cutting around sleepers yes. on a slope. No grass cuttings to pick up as it mulches it. That's interesting. <laughs> it mulches it. Mulches That's a nice it. word, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I like that word. Um, on our first use, the grass was long and I was expecting to have to use a rake, but I really didn't need to. Mulches. That's a good word, isn't it? How, uh, does it, what, does it eat it up? Yeah, I think mulch is the term of when, when something is all sort of squished together and turned into a sort of oh, gunk. I see. It mulches it. Scrunched up. It's what right, happens okay. to food when you chew it, innit? Um... Negative points, says Ian. Turning corners can put a strain on the adjustable joint, so lifting the rear wheels off the ground or picking it up like a strimmer seems best. But I soon got used to this and it wasn't an issue. The strimmer line does seem a little bit brittle compared to my old strimmer and seems to break off. But the mo but most of the time it automatically feeds the new cord out OK. Wow, I've got an old strimmer in the garage that I got during Covid. And when the cord breaks, you have to turn it upside down and yank the new cord out to the right length. This comes yeah. out automatically. Oh, I are cool. impressed. I've got a replacement you... cord. Sorry, sorry, Ted. I was just going to say on that point, I used to have a strimmer and it was supposed to to feed out the thingy um, automatically, and it just never did. I was forever pulling it out, even though it said quite clearly that it was supposed to do it. I mean, that was really the bane of my strimming, was pulling the bloody cord out every time it snapped. <laughs> I've got a replacement cord, said Ian, and we'll also wind on some line which was on our old strimmer. Roy Obi has j had just had a grinder on offer for forty nine ninety nine, which was fifty percent mm. off. So I got that as well. Goodness, everyone's oh. spending a lot of money this week, aren't they? <laughs> it's all gardening stuff, isn't it? Well, camping and gardening. Well, thank you very much, Ian and and Gareth. We keep keep them coming, keep them coming. All I can tell you about is, do you remember? Do you remember this stand that I found on Amazon that had one of those ridiculously long, you know, stand for phones and mobiles and charging yeah. and blah? Well, the thing arrived finally after three weeks. And do you know what it says very clearly in large letters on the box? Rechargeable stand for iPhone watch. Right. It's an iPhone charging stand. Jolly good. Very helpful. And you're supposed to put your iPhone charger in it. But being Aidan Bell, I've put a couple of pictures in our recording notes just for you, Ted, to illustrate. Um, I'm not going to be defeated on this. If you remember, folks, it was a, basically a, a, a plastic stand that's a, one of these elevated watch charger stands, but it doesn't actually have the actual electronic part at the top. That's what you pop in from your own watch, which in this case would be an Apple iWatch, which would fit perfectly. But of course, mine doesn't because it's a Withings. <laughs> So I've started Heath Robinsoning it and pulling it apart and I decided it was very light so I got a whole load of metal washers and filled the bottom with washers to make it heavier. Then I superglued it closed. Then I poured latex rubber into the top to bring it up to a certain level. And then I've ordered a couple of these. Do you remember that fabulous stuff that I brought onto the show once that's made by Loctite that's a bit like Bluetack, but it sets? So you mould it and you put it into position and then after it's cured, it's rock hard. Yeah. Um, I've got some of that, which I'm going to use to fix the actual charging point from my Withings watch or possibly my Withings, my friend's Withings watch into the top of this stand. And I'm just going to make it myself because I'm like that and I should have worked in a primary school. Oh, yes, sure. <laughs> in blue, in blue pizza. Yeah, yes, here's one I made earlier. But um, very good. Yeah, well there we are. I'm just, I'm, you know, I, I think the moral of this tale is, is there's nothing wrong with bastardising something to make it work if it doesn't work yeah, the way you want if it you've to. Got, if you've got the energy and the skill and the understanding and the 
capability with your hands to do stuff like DIYing and Heath Robinsoning, then great. Well, what you mean, Ted, what you're saying between the lines is if you haven't got a life and you've got time to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, you, uh, uh, on a complete side issue here is that I think you ought to bring to whatever works that lovely looking tablecloth. That looks great. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Ted. Yes, I I should say, dear listeners, the pictures that I've shown Ted uh, were taken in our dining room uh, on the dining table, which indeed has a very nice tablecloth. I bought that years and years and years ago in Africa. Well, surprise, surprise. Look at the table. Yeah, it's a very nice tablecloth. It's it's last. It's going to last longer than that phone charger. I can tell you that. It's got it's got African animals kind of all over it. That's it just right. Looks really nice. Oh, I'll I'll send you a picture of it. Yeah. Oh, time for a jingle. Now, um, the person who bought the loofah shower mat from my Amazon affiliate link, yes, um, I think so far has done a good job. £8.86, it says. It's a non-slip, anti-mould, PVC bath mat, and it's 60 centimetres by 40 centimetres, and you stick it in your shower, or your bath if you want, and um, you sit on it or stand on it while you're in the bath. Now, just recently, I found that I was slipping a bit in my shower. It, you know, it's per- not not terribly, horribly, but just now and again, my my foot slips sideways into the side. Ooh, it only takes one slip. Yeah, exactly. And then you go arse over tit. <laughs> um, now, um, I got one of these on the back of seeing someone else get one of these, and I've tried it in my shower, and sure enough, it works really well. And on the top of it, it's got this um, loofah-type material, and it is just like a loofah, so when you're standing on it, you don't need to wash your feet. Because <laughs> the loofah is scrubbing the skin off the bottom of your feet anyway. Oh! Um, and it- Works really nicely. Now I was so, ab- sorry. You finish, and then I've got a. Well, on on the just to say, on the bottom side of it, it's got this PVC stuff, and so like a, a non-slip slip mat. It, it you know it stops you from slipping, which is which was the point for me. The only thing that I've yet to work out is. Um, whether or not you're supposed to take it out when you're not using it or not. I left it in there um, for a couple of days, and then I thought, maybe I should be lifting this up. But it's really... When I lifted it up, it's really, really wet. So you, yeah. you'd have to have someone to hang it. Um, so I don't know. Anyway, um, somebody bought that from my um, affiliate link. So thank you very much, because it sort of spurred me on to get one. And it was only £8.86. And it was uh, cheap as chips. And, and I wonder who bought it. Do you know what? The f- while you were speaking the first half, I was about to pop one in my box on Amazon, thinking this is lovely, it'll be good for my mother and I, I'll put it in the bath. As soon as you started talking loofah, I thought, no, because I'm going to shave the skin off the bottom of my bum when I'm sat in <laughs> on it in the bath. Yeah. That's not yeah, yeah, what I would. want. No, you. I think you would. Um, I think it also could serve as a non-shower, non-bath mat. Like, for example, if you had a, ho- a slippery hallway, yes, and you, or you know, as a as a, um, it's just the right size to be a a doormat almost, and you could have a non-slip thing in the hallway. Anyway, really nice find, whoever it was. Well done. I got one. We both got one. And if anyone wants to help me on the whole kind of Amazon affiliate link thing, then do use my link, please, pretty please. It's the same to you. No difference. I don't know who buys what, but they send me a few pennies. tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon Ted UK. Just go in via that URL link and um, I'll get some pennies. Thank you so much. Yep, a very nice loofah shower mat. Very good for the bottom of your feet, but perhaps not so good for the bottom of your bottom.
Gareth Williams is up on my te- my Ted's top tips um, because I didn't have any tips of my own, and he says check out supermarket owned brands, which we do occasionally on this show. We we spoke before about AA Duracell batteries yes. and all that sort of thing. Don't buy Duracell ones because. Amazon's own make are probably the same thing anyway. Anyway, he says there are some called there there are some so-called lesser or own brand foods that in my opinion simply excel. He would cite Sainsbury's baked beans as one example. We I get Sainsbury's baked beans always and I can't tell the difference. Um shockingly he says the best beans around. I've also never had a bad sirloin steak from um Lidl. And for the best cola and soft drinks, Aldi is the place to go. And while there, while there, why not pick up some of their thick-cut smoky bacon? <laughs> <laughs> that not only tasty, but you can actually open the packet without needing a Swiss multi-tool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> some, uh, Amazon had this thing, didn't they, with um, frustration-free packaging. Um, and uh, that just seems to have gone by the way now. Everyone just does what they want. Anyway, he says, for mainstream items, it's also Waitrose, so check out the own brand Waitrose stuff. And when I was living in Chichester, I, I went to Waitrose because there was one in the in the city, and we haven't got one here that's near enough. But um, when I was in Chichester, it worked brilliantly well. I, I loved Waitrose stuff. And I know that you use Waitrose as well, don't you? Oh, yeah, I'm very, very keen on Waitrose. Waitrose would be my shop of choice. If only nothing to do with the food, just the nice, pleasant checkouts with checkouts that work yeah, and they yeah, don't make you yeah. weigh everything and they don't make you feel like you're stealing the world. They, it's just a pleasant place to shop. Yeah, and the, and the staff treat you like a person. Indeed. And not a piece of shit. <laughs> For as long as this podcast remains on the air, I am still using Dragon Naturally Speaking. Um, Voice dictation. I mean, Ted, you and I have had some wacky conversations, some serious, some comedic, about how I I seem to have lost the use of my fingers. Um, I I love speech to text. It's something I picked up some years ago. I actually got on the Dragon bandwagon very, very early on when it was appalling. And it just tickled my sense of humor that you would say, I am going going to visit Ted today and then it would write something you know I my bed is full of hay or whatever it was and and we'd giggle and say oh he got that wrong and I've just sort of almost grown up for the last 20 years with the idea of speech to text and I dictate practically everything now texts emails notes messages writing I I'm a big fan and Dragon Naturally Speaking is it's at least it was when I started almost the only option for the PC. Again, I'm still a big PC person over the phone. And um, I paid £139 back in 2019 when I upgraded to the more recent version. Uh, and at that time, it was a good old fashioned CD in a box <laughs> that arrived in the post. Yeah, now yeah. you buy it. Uh, it's exactly the same price. It's still 13999 But all you get is a download link, which is far not, not nearly so romantic and exciting. And um, mm. I talk to my computer. That's it, really. I'm 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 still loving doing it. It's getting better and better all the time. Um, 
it does learn. It learns. No, it's not. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, Ted, it's, <laughs> listeners, Ted says this because when we when we converse over Google, for instance, I tend not to notice. I mean, the point is, it's it's still the human act, action. You can't just dictate a whole paragraph and then send it off to your publisher expecting it to be correct. You have to proofread what you write. And of course, in, in, in social media conversation, often you don't proofread, you just speak and press. And I have sent some strange things to you, Ted, over the, over the weeks and months, haven't yeah. I? <laughs> yeah, but but sometimes it's funny. Uh, but yes, with uh, typing with fingers, I just that that's not an issue. And I, but but then you're an actor, you see, and you like the sound of your own voice, and you 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 like to orate. I think and, there, I think that is a very good point. I totally agree with that. Also, I can't type. I mean, I'm a two fingered typist. I mean, do you right. touch type? I wouldn't say I touch type, but I'm I'm a long way from a two finger typist. Right. No, I'm still sort of two, two or three, maybe four at the very maximum. So no, I'm still right. a bit of a sort of pigeon pecker on the keyboard. So maybe that's why I veered towards speech. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Each to their own, as we say so often that we need a jingle. Um, <laughs> yes. So yeah, Dragon Naturally Speaking. Check that out. Link in the show notes to that. Three quick ones from me: the Ionos Ineos sanitizer gel, which we got during COVID. Um, well, apparently COVID's coming back now, so we need to use it again. I, I've continued using this gel because when I do, when I go and, for example, open the gate on our on our site, you don't know who's been touching it, and I. So when I get back, I just always use some of this this sanitizer and. And when I've I've also used it when I'm handling raw chicken, for example, and then do that afterwards. I've I've got into a good habit of using that stuff because of COVID. I think that's one of the good things that's yeah. come out of COVID that everybody yeah. is now taking a little bit more care over sanitization and cleanliness. Exactly. Second one is the Eco Bag 50 heavy duty bin liners, which I get from um, Amazon. Six pound forty nine for. Um, 50 wow. but, but I, that sounds expensive but actually they're really really good they're thick I've got um, bin liners from Tesco and Sainsbury's and they're just crap they're so thin that they're, they're just almost useless at the, the, the slightest thing they just break a hole in them so um, I think it's worth paying 6.49 for 50 of those personally and these are big ones they're 100 litre ones Ted so, when I said wow yeah. that was wow at the cheap price not the expensive price I know I, I, oh, I, I right. concur I think that that, that looks good well, if you go to Tesco, you can get them an awful lot cheaper than that, but they're crap. So there you go. And lastly, my third one was the um, the one that you brought to the show a long time ago, Moldex oh, Pura, P- Purifit earplugs, yeah. Um, 50 pairs, so 100 for me, because I only need them in one ear, £11.99. I did, as I previously reported, I did try and washing machine, uh, put them through the washing machine instead of buying a new lot. But I I think eventually, after two or three washes, you've just got to kind of concede and chuck them away. Um, But £11.99 for 100 for me, um, you know, every, whatever, two years, it's absolutely fine. So... Um, I yeah, I, I stand by your recommendation. They're really good. Thank you. I stand by it too. I'm I'm still using them on occasion. They are excellent. Steve Litchfield yeah. is still using his Jackery Explorer 1000. This is another power pack, um, similar hey. to what we had previously. And again, it's beautiful and gorgeous and sexy, and I want one, but I don't need it. Steve says, on mostly summer nights and days, I'm still experimenting with running our fridges and freezers off this system. 
Wow, that takes some guts to run your freezer off it and go to bed and wonder if you've got <laughs> soup in the morning. A 200 watt solar panel plugs into the Jackery 1000, which then runs everything from a single inverter socket into a four way gang. Plus, the 12 volt keeps another power station topped up. And yes, he says, in rainy periods, I do disconnect the whole thing and plug fridges into the mains. Wow. As I say, I mean, yeah, I think yeah. it takes some guts to to run your fridge and free but good good for you steve and uh, it's exactly the sort of fun and experimentation that i that i love so i applaud it yeah yeah but in order i mean in terms of not having power i suppose you could argue that you're going to save some money doing this um although this unit is 1049 quid so you'd have to kind of for a considerable time down the line to justify yes. the savings but the other issue is that, you know, one of the things that Steve was talking about at the outset of all this was, you know, when Putin turns off the power and we haven't we get power cuts. But actually, that hasn't happened, really, has it? I mean, maybe a few times, but not hugely no. like was being as was being kind of feared. Indeed. But I mean, but of course, power cuts can happen at any time for any all sorts of various yeah, reasons. Yeah, but I think, yeah. you know what, at the end of the day, Ted, this is this is more about just being a geek and enjoying geeky yeah, products and tinkering. having fun and tinkering. And I absolutely <laughs> applaud that wholeheartedly. I'm exactly the same. It's yeah. it's nice to have an excuse. Let's blame Putin. I want to pay a thousand pounds for a power back. Let's say it's Putin's fault. I applaud that. Right, my cheapest chips is Homond double-sided tape. And this stuff is amazing, Aidan. You'd love this. I love double-sided tape. Oh, yes. It's the most sticky thing I've ever touched in my life. It's, it's so sticky that when I took it out of the packet... Um, just taking it out, my hands stuck to the outside of the, the whole roll of it. Really, really sticky. It's heavy duty. It's waterproof. It's made of acrylic, and it's transparent. Hello. Any more fares? Um, uh, the, the reason that we got this stuff was because you remember that TacNet TechNet doorbell I got. I brought to the show a while ago. Yes. Um, it was a very simple wireless bell That's and you right. stick one. Yeah, well, I, I used it at the van for a while and then mum saw it and she said, I want one of those. And I said, well, actually, nobody ever uses it here, so you can take this one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, taking the thing off the wall, um, I didn't have any more sticky pads, so I got this stuff to do it. And it was only um, five ninety nine for 10 metres of this stuff. Um, and it's just amazing. You take the, you, you, it's quite hard to get the, the backing off because it's so sticky. But once you get it off, you put it on one side, put it on the other, and whatever you stick to it, in this case, this doorbell thingy, there's no way it's coming off. It's it, it's just amazing. You can roll it into a ball and stretch it and do what you like with it. I, I reckon it's sticky enough to hold a lead coffin to the ceiling. Oh, I'm very, very tempted. Very impressed. Very, yeah. very tempted, Ted. And see-through as well. That's another little plot. Us. Yeah, yeah, it's really good stuff. I thoroughly recommend it. Um, and I think that it would, you know, all joking aside, you could stick to stuff to the ceiling. Yeah. I, I do not think it would come off. Ooh. Really, really good. So, um, yeah, the Homand double sided tape, five ninety nine for 10 metres. Get some Aidan Bell. I think I want one of those. I want one, I want one, I want one, I want one of those. <laughs> 
see what I did there? Oh, I tell you what I do want. Again, I'm not going to buy one. Certainly not for £109. But um, you, you may, listeners may remember I put a post, I think it was in PSC. Um, we recently, Virgin put us over from copper to fibre. And in the doing so thereof, they did say that if everything goes down, you'll now lose your phone. Whereas in the old days, of course, the phone would, was forever working. And because I'm here with my elderly mother, they gave us a, basically it's a, it's a mobile phone, but it was in the shape of an actual phone. So we now have a second phone in our living room that sits there and is our emergency phone. If all the power goes out, including the telephone, that phone will still work for emergency use. And I put it onto PSC because it just looked like an old fashioned phone. And yet it was a mobile. And blow me, I found one on Amazon. It's the same thing. Hey. It's called an O. It's called an op an Opis. It's got an O P I S sixties mobile, and it's just a lovely, silly bit of retro, better before fun. <laughs> um, it's a it's a red telephone, and it looks like an old fashioned telephone, and it works as a telephone. It takes a SIM card, and it works. It's got um. It's, wow. it's a charger. It's a barrel plug charger. None of the none of your USB rubbish. This is nice old yeah. fashioned barrel plug charger plugs into the wall. It's got an actual bell inside a metal bell and it actually rings. Uh, it's got a front inlay on the on the dial, um, which can be replaced. They give you some templates that you can choose to put. And of course, when I say dial, I mean the old fashioned, you know, when yeah, you turn yeah. your finger and wait for it to come back and pulse the phone number through, it comes in a choice of four colors. And if you really don't like the turn dial, there is a push button version available but why would anybody buy one of those i think this is just great fun as i say i you know i would spend one pound and nine pence on it in a heartbeat but i'm not going to spend 109 quid on this but it's great fun yeah, anyway yeah. yeah that's amazing um i i didn't realize when i was first looking at this that you actually put a sim card in it i thought it was just hooked up to your mobile phone no no but this it's just completely standalone yes. so you could actually yeah, yeah. you I mean you could put it in the car i mean you could actually put it between the seats in your yeah. car and say yeah. i've got a car yeah. phone here i mean yeah, it's, it's yeah, just yeah. and th weird the picture on amazon makes it look as if it's tiny the way the hand is holding the SIM card out towards right. it. But actually, it's not. It's a proper size phone. And okay. I think it's great fun. And I, I really would like one of these if it wasn't so expensive. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, um, a few years ago, well, actually more like 15 years ago, probably, or 20 years ago, um, I got one of these from one of my colleagues at work. Um, not like this, though. Right. All it was, all it was was a handset with a cord on it. And you plugged it into, in, in her case, her iPhone. And so you plugged it into oh, the, the, yes. light, the lightning port. And you just had this, your, your mobile phone. I just used this uh, old-fashioned Bakelite. Yes, I answer. think I remember those. Yes. So that was that, that was halfway there. But this one goes the whole way, doesn't it? Oh, that's fun. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I want, please. My birthday's in May. <laughs> Better before. I tossed and turned and dithered about what section to put this, indeed, whether to mention this at all. It's a, it's a sad, it's not a sad story, but it's a, a little, little saga for you. And I decided on better before for reasons we'll come to at the end. It's the saga of Hazel's chair. <laughs> My mother wanted to buy a chair. And quite rightly, she said, no, I and I said, oh, Amazon. And she said, no, I don't want to buy from Amazon. I want to buy it from a shop. I want to go and look at it and sit in different chairs and choose one. And I said, good on you, mum. Good idea. Let's have, let's do it. Well, of course, I was on the web forever and the only chair suitable that I could find uh, to go and look at was in a shop in Watford. 
and that's quite a way hey. from us. And I just <laughs> thought, and my mother said, no, I'm not interested in that one. And so we said, OK, we'll just have to get one online. By which time I'd found a company called Complete Care, from whom we settled on the chair that we liked. I mean, she looked through several there and made a short list and we decided, OK, this is the one we want. And I went online and I bought it. And this was on a Thursday evening. And regular delivery there said two to five working days. But Monday was the bank holiday we've just had. So that meant it was going to arrive on Tuesday or Wednesday of the following week. There was an expedited delivery, but that cost money and also calculated a Tuesday delivery. So I didn't go for that either. So I took the free option and I told my mum, well, it's ordered. But unfortunately, it won't arrive until the middle of maybe even the end of next week, which was a shame. Well, that evening... Out of curiosity, I just thought, well, I'll look on Amazon and see what they did, you know, what they might have had. And bugger me, they had the exact same chair for next day <laughs> delivery. Um, and it, coincidentally, my mother, um, my, my brother caught wind of it. Long story, I won't bother boring, my, uh, boring you all with. But my brother ordered one. My brother said, sod this, cancel that one. I've ordered one from Amazon. It'll arrive tomorrow. <laughs> so on Friday, I rang complete care and said I'd like to cancel the order and they said oh well you can't really do that but we'll do our best to so I said thank you very much in the afternoon I received an email from DTP saying the package was on its way to them so I ran complete care back <laughs> and the lady was not so helpful and said no no you can't do that orders can't be cancelled no no it clearly states it on the website which it doesn't um, nothing can be done and I said well can't can't they can't you just get DTP to turn it around and bring it back to you no we can't do that you you could try that yourself I suppose so I rang DTP and they said, yes, we can send it back. Um, we'll turn it around now and we'll send it straight back to them and we'll call you tomorrow with an update. Very helpful lady at DTP. Gold star for them. Saturday comes around. No update from DTP. But I did receive another email from them saying that the chair would be delivered on this day between two and three in the afternoon, which is quicker than Amazon. And I thought, my God, if I'd done nothing in the first place, it would have arrived on the Saturday. So I looked on the DTP website. I was getting frustrated, as you can tell. Uh, I put in the tracking number and what it actually said was that it had been turned around and it was on its way back to complete care. And in the evening, the Amazon chair arrived and my mother, I'm delighted to say, was very happy with the chair. So Sunday was a Sunday and Monday was a bank holiday. And so on Tuesday, I then had to phone Complete Care back and they told them, yes, uh, that's fine that it's on its way back to you, but there will be a £9 return fee. And I said, well, I didn't do anything. I just told DTP to bring it back to you. And they said, yes, but that, that that's, doesn't make any difference. You have to pay a refund fee, which is £9. And it will be processed within five days of receipt. And then your item will be refunded. Restocking fee. <sighs> so Friday, I got an email from Complete Care saying, we've received your item and you'll be refunded within five working days minus the £9 return fee. Um, so the moral of this hopefully not too boring story is that if we just bloody ordered it from Amazon in the first place, we'd have had no problem. It would have arrived the next day and we could have returned it if we'd wanted to without any issue. And the yeah. reason I chose better before is because it beggars the question, was it better before when my mother could have come in the car with me to a shop and sat in this chair and that chair and changed her mind and made a decision? And then we could have either put it in the back of the car or had it delivered to her house. Or is it better? now that we can go on to bloody Amazon and have it delivered the next day. But then you don't get to see it. You get fat because you don't have to go anywhere. You just sit at home and wait for the thing to arrive. 
I can't work out there's got to be an in-between and I would have hoped that this complete care people would have been the in-between except that returning the thing was such a minefield that it just spoiled any shopping experience from them and I'll never go near them again. It's, it's you know, what, what do we do? Are we just living in a middle period in between shopping in shops and shopping online where things have got to get themselves sorted out? Or is it that just this huge behemoth called Amazon has just swept in and made it impossible for anybody to shop anywhere else. Discuss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think what the problem with this whole system is, whether it's Amazon or Complete Care or anyone else, is that once the tracking, once the courier has been engaged, it seems difficult to undo it. And I've had this with Amazon as well. So um, I've phoned up Amazon um, or, you know, contacted Amazon mm -hmm. after I've ordered something. They said it's been dispatched. Don't worry, they say. Um, when it arrives, just send it back. Um, and I said, on one occasion, I said, well, that's just stupid, isn't it? Just, just, just tell the courier to stop it yes. coming. And this woman said to me, yes, okay then, we'll, we'll contact the courier, leave it with us, and we'll tell them not to drop it off after all. Um, and this was going to a, a, a shop, incidentally, so not to the house. Um, and but it didn't happen. And I think I reported it on the show. The 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 thing still arrived. The 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 driver, the infrastructure to stop that thing happening was not in place. Once the courier gets something, I think it's quite difficult yes. to to reverse it, frankly. And the reason that all this is in place is that we're driving prices down. We're back to that one again. You, you talk about better before, but we're also talking about cheap stuff. Um, if you wanted first class, perfect service. You might have, instead of paying whatever you paid for the chair, paid ten percent more for it because you were you're, you're buying into the the staff and the. Sorry, can I just and interrupt and say yes and no? The thing is, we would have been prepared to have spent ten percent extra, but we could not find any in shops. There just weren't any in any shops to be found. I'm talking about the global principle. Right. Of okay. Yeah. Fair better, enough, Ted. Yeah. Whether it was better before, okay. and the and the reasons yeah. why it is as it is, and I think this whole structure of couriers has changed that completely. Um, but don't forget also, if you went to a furniture shop um, in the old days, and and maybe even still today, go and buy a sofa or something, you got to wait six weeks for it. Yeah, that is Whereas also. If you go to Amazon, you get. Yeah. The, the chances are, if you're not too fussy, you'll get one the next day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, the thing is, it, it all comes stems originally from what my mother said, which I still stand by, which was, I really don't want to buy online. I want to buy in a shop. And I mean, I've said this yeah, on the show many yeah. times that I've tried in vain to buy things in shops and simply had to finally give up and, and, and breathe a sigh and buy it from Amazon instead, which is just yeah. a shame. It is a shame, um, and, but that's the way the world is now. And that's why the high street is collapsing and... You know that the, the high streets that are surviving are all eateries and food yes, shops and, yeah. um, and pubs and bars and what have you, and that uh, seems to be the way of the world, doesn't it? It was better before. We haven't got a room one hundred and one. I didn't realise that. That's, Wasn't there one in there? That's before? because everybody's been spending money this week and having a good time. And I, I might have put that into room one hundred and one. I mean, I was considering putting complete care into room one hundred and one, but then I thought it's not really. Let's, let's just play our favourite jingle instead. And we shall. And I want to give a gold star to the following. Deep breath. 
Joe Hickey, John Husband, John Trimmer, Brian Penders, Ross Mackay, or Mackay, um, and Chris Bates, who sent me, who clubbed together and sent me a silence recording in progress sign, which is a lot of fun because they knew that I do lots of podcasting. Oh, wow. And it's a, it's a light-up sign, um, which you, you plug it into the mains, and halfway down the cord there's an on-off switch, and then you stick it wherever you can stick it, um, and you turn it on when you're recording. And the theory is that when you do that, people see it and they don't disturb you. Oh. A bit like a stage a stage door thing, you know. Oh, that is fabulous, <laughs> Ted. I saw this in our recording really notes, funny. and I wasn't quite sure what it was going to be. I think that is fantastic. It's a little box. It's about, um, I don't know, about 18 inches wide and about nine inches high. And it's got two bulbs inside. You can see that the from the lighting, there's two bulbs because it's, it's not quite, um, you know, uh, consistent across yes. the front. But but that, that actually feels a bit retro as well. That looks like how they probably used to be in the old yes. days. Um and the the only thing I put it up on my um, in view of the front window in my static, so that um, people, if I'm recording, um, then people can see it across the room Aww. and out through the window. The only trouble is that when it's sunny like today, there's no chance you just can't see it. So this this will work perfectly when it's dark in the winter. It'll be great. Um, but more so than that, it was just some fun. And apparently, you can buy these things at um, uh, retro kind of um, what are they called um, uh, gadget gizmo and gadget yes, shops. Yes, yes. And they're, and they're, they're, they're a novelty. That's the word. It's a novelty thing. It's not like someone has found this on an old um, village hall somewhere or whatever, or recording studio. You can actually buy these new. Um, and they're about 75 quid. But I said that um, I wasn't going to pay 75 quid for one. If, if if someone would buy us for me, I said jokingly, Aww. I'll have it and I'll enjoy it and I'll put it up. And sure enough, Joe Hickey, John Husband, John Trimmer, Brian Penders, Ross McKay and Chris Bates all chipped in and all said, we'll get this for you. And it's great. It's really good fun. So thank you, gentlemen. Gold stars to all of you for your generosity. Indeed. <laughs> I second that. Thank you, guys. Do you know what, Ted? I have a thing on my computer which is made by Punchlight, which is a little... Um, is a, it's a sort of traffic light strip. And when I'm playing through my software, Adobe Audition, it's green. When I'm standing by to record, it's amber. And when I'm actually recording, as I am now, I'm looking at it and it glows red. And oh, how clever that is. And that's automatically triggered by the software. You've just pooped on it from a great height with this fabulous retro thing, which I think is so much nicer. <laughs> oh, but presumably, I love it. No, no one... But no one can see yours. Have you, you, outside of your room, no one can see it? Is well, right? I, it's I, actually now, because I'm now a lonely old sod in my studio, it's actually in front of me so I can actually see myself. It, it's a sort of form of double checking that I'm recording for myself. When I right. was recording demos and having people come to the house to work in the studio and stuff, I actually had a couple of them in the different areas that we were recording. So then they were indications for people who were working with me. Uh, I can see that we're now recording because it's red, green or amber. Yeah, um, yeah, like you would in a in a in, in, a, in a genuine studio, recording yeah. studio. Because yeah. I mean, in, in, indeed, it was in its own way a genuine recording studio. But yours is so yeah. much nicer, so much more fun, and you'll just have to invite the neighbours <laughs> round to come and see it, so that it's somebody's looking yeah. at it. <laughs> I, th I think it will work really, really well in the winter when it's dark outside because I don't shut my blinds during the darkness. I just leave them open yes. and, and it will just shine out really well. It's just that when it's like... Now, I mean, it, it, there's no point in having it on now this minute because it's bright sun outside. No one could see the light if it was on or not. So, yeah. Gorgeous. Anyway, really nice. Thank you, gents. 
Um, I think we're done, aren't we? I think we? we're done. Another show in the can, as they say. And um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. Whatever works, dot works, is where you'll find all the links to the claptrap we've been talking about today. AidenBell.com is where you'll find Aiden. TedSalmon.com is where you'll find me. And on TedSalmon.com, you'll also find links to all the MeWe groups, all the audio podcasts, the whole kind of shebang of what we do and where we are. Links to everything, so head across there. Um, and uh, last word to you. Mulching. Mulch. <laughs> That's my last word for this week. Mulching. <laughs> Very good. Okay then, so one last thing to say, as always. Don't forget, whatever, whatever works, works. works.